RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. The Cincinnati Reds faced the St. Louis Cardinals at Bush Stadium for a Sunday afternoon game on September 29, 1963. This last game of the season wasn't really about the standings, but it was a big deal in St. Louis. It was Stan Musial's final game, marking the end of an era. Cincinnati was in fifth place, coached by Fred Hutchinson. Their season was most notable for the emergence of Rookie of the Year Pete Rose. St. Louis had a solid season in 1963 under manager Johnny Keane. They finished with 93 wins, but six games behind the eventual World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers. But 1963 marked the final season for future Hall of Famer Stan Musial. The three-time MVP won the batting title seven times in his 22-year career and would finish with 3,630 hits, 475 home runs, and a lifetime 331 batting average. This broadcast is of the final game of his career. Although it's only a partial recording, the audio was cut off before the seventh inning after Musial was pulled from the game for a pinch runner. This partial audio recording is from the St. Louis radio broadcast featuring announcers Harry Carey and Jerry Gross. A St. Louis Cardinals are on the air. Time for Cardinal Baseball, presented by Bush Pavilion. The beer that brings you old world smoothness, new world lightness. The best of two worlds in one great beer, Bush Pavilion. And Lucky Strike Cigarettes. Get with a taste of fine tobacco. Get lucky. A taste to start with. A taste to stay with. Redbirds in action. Hello again, everyone. This is Jerry Gross with Harry Carey speaking to you from Bush Stadium in St. Louis, where it's the Cardinals against the Cincinnati Reds in the final game of the 1963 baseball season. More important, it's the last time that Stanley Frank Musial will don a uniform as an active player, marking the end of a tremendous career. We have an outstanding crowd on hand, over 30,000 fans in the confines of Bush Stadium with the temperature around 62 to 65 degrees. The wind is blowing right now out toward the right field foul line from left field. It's an ideal day for baseball. Celebrities from all over the world are here to pay homage to Stan the Man. A band out on the field right now entertaining the fans who have come out here early. This game has been a sellout, you know, for over a month and a half. And 30,000 fans jamming tight in here to say goodbye. This broadcast is authorized under rights granted by the St. Louis National Baseball Club solely for the entertainment of our listening audience. And any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the description and accounts of this game without the express consent of the St. Louis National Baseball Club Incorporated is prohibited. And before we bring you some more of the pregame activities and then the game itself, let's take 10 seconds for station identification. This is the Cardinals Baseball Network. AMOX, AMFM, St. Louis. Best way to ship food in the heart of America is Wabash Cannonball Freight Service. For the Cincinnati Reds, this is not just another ball game because they're battling for some money as far as the National League race is concerned. 
trailing the league leading and the pennant winning Los Angeles Dodgers by 13 and a half games. And right behind them, close on their heels, only a half game back, the Philadelphia Phillies, they have won 85, whereas Cincinnati has won 86, but they're all even 75 losses on the year. And a big ball game here. Other games to report as far as the National League's concerned. We'll give those to you shortly. Again, to remind you that with this, the final day of Musial's playing career, the photographers were out here about 10 o'clock, and when Stan came in to the dressing room, they were waiting for him, and it's been mass confusion throughout most of the day, as it has for the last two weeks. Harry Carey, the voice of the Cardinals, is down on the field. He will be in on the pregame ceremonies, and then he will join us up here in the booth to bring you all the thrilling action of this, the final game in Stan's career. The Dodgers, as you know, have won it. The Cardinals solidifying second place, trailing by seven and a half. The Giants are 13 games out now, and Cincinnati 13 and a half, and Philadelphia 14. So that's the way the first division in the National League stands right now. Stan Musial's family has come out on the field. They're down near home plate. Harry Carey goes over to shake the hands of some of the celebrities. And we're just moments away from the opening ceremonies. Ford Frick, the baseball commissioner, is on hand. Joe Cronin of the American League is here. Mayor Tucker, the mayor of St. Louis, on hand. And Governor Dalton in the great state of Missouri is here. Presentations to be made. Bing Devine, of course, down with his family. Sid Keener from the Baseball Hall of Fame is here. And this is like a World Series. And Stan himself said today, kidding across with Kurt Flood prior to the game, hey, Kurt, this is just like a World Series. With all the writers here and all the photographers, a World Series atmosphere in an autumn day here in St. Louis. The action down below will be getting underway about 2 o'clock, and the ceremonies will take approximately a half an hour. There'll be gifts to the Musial family, accolades from the press, and down below, number six walks out of the dugout, and ladies and gentlemen, he's getting a standing ovation from not only his teammates, members of the press, and the crowd here rising 30,000 plus to say hello before the ceremonies have even begun. Musial shaking hands with each and every one of the individuals. 42 years old, a wonder, and a man today, his face, as he gets a kiss from his family, his face looks today with a beaming smile as though he were 22. The crowd in breathless anticipation, of course, all hoping that Stan will bob with a tremendous day. We have celebrities from newspapers all over the country on hand. Jim Toomey is the master of ceremonies. He's getting set to present all the pregame activity here. Musial's great career coming to a close. The entire Cardinal Ball Club now has come out of the third base dugout and is lining up between the third base line and home plate. The Cincinnati Reds Ball Club occupying the first base dugout. And in the ball game today, it'll be Bob Gibson, the right-hander. He'll be going along for the Cardinals against the fine right-hander of the Cincinnati Reds, Jim Maloney. The press all around preparing to Take the pictures on this, the final day of Stan Musial. At this time, we'd like to welcome to our network the television audience picking up this, the final day of Stan Musial. And right now, let's go down to the playing field and to Jim Toomey, 
with the pregame ceremonies. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, we will hear from Marty of Marty's of Gaslight Square, Marty Bronson, who will sing our national anthem. Continued happiness 
and the best of health. And now, stand just one request we have to make. Please hit one more out on Grand Avenue today. Gentlemen, it gives me a great deal of pleasure and pride to give you Stan Musil. Commissioner Frick, 
Mr. Giles of the National League and Mr. Cronin of the American League. I think all baseball players should be grateful to them, too, uh, because they kept professional baseball on such a high level. But I always been and will be proud to be a part of it. And my sincere thanks go to every manager who helped me and guided me in my baseball career. And of course, two of the finest gentlemen are here today. I'm referring to Johnny King, who's been my inspiration for the last few years and really kept me going, and my pal from the Cincinnati Reds, uh, Fred Hutchison. I wish to thank all the players who've been my teammates over the years. And of course, particularly my, my teammates of, of today. And I'm really proud of these, those, my, my, my mates by the terrific run they give the Dodgers this particular season. They have helped me and always been an inspiration to me. And I always felt I was only a a part of a great team and a great uh, organization. So to them I say that I'm going to miss baseball, I'm going to miss my teammates, and I certainly appreciate this uh, wonderful ring uh, they presented me today. I think though that uh, after, after today they're going to be kind of happy of me making all these speeches. <laughs> so fellas, this will be the last one. <laughs> I also like to thank all the owners of the Cardinals who, of whom I serve, and particularly thank a man who's done so much with baseball and the city of St. Louis, and that's our boss and my boss, Gussie Bush. He's my, he's my buddy. And naturally, I appreciate the fact that while I was still playing, while they initiated me into another capacity with the Cardinals, and for that I'll always uh, feel grateful, Mr. Bush. And of course I can't say enough about the wonderful uh, statue or that is presented to me here today, and I appreciate that very, very much. Naturally, I want to thank my parents for talking the really important things in life, and I want to thank my wife, Will, and my children. We have been a strong support for our part-time husband and father, which every traveling athlete has to be. But uh, then most again, I want to thank God for giving me these talents I had, for giving me good health, and protect me in every way so these 22 years of baseball have been uh, possible. to watch all the wonderful baseball fans everywhere who have been good to me and have encouraged me to always uh, do my best. But uh, most of all, I want to thank the wonderful people of St. Louis who have adopted me as one of their own. And I'm happy and proud that my entire big league career was right here in St. Louis.
Uh, no people anywhere could have been more kind, gracious, or warm than you St. Louis fans that be, have been to me. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making these 22 years the happiest that they could be for any man. In conclusion, I want to thank the sports writers, the radio and television men, and the photographers everywhere. All who have been so patient with me through, through the years. As I hang up this uh, uniform today, I will leave the park with a wonderful book of many happy memories. It's not the book of the records I have been lucky to make. It's a book of pictures of people in it, all of whom that I have tried to thank uh, today. And for a minute, I'd like to strike a serious note. If my baseball career has taught me anything, it is this. The opportunity which America offers any young man who wants to get to the top in his chosen profession. Naturally, I hate to say goodbye. So until we meet again, I want to thank you, Rick.
this is Jerry Gross back at Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Stan Musial is going to drive around the field in a convertible, and the crowd picks up the applause as he moves by them. In the second automobile, Stan's wife, Lil, and daughter, Janet. And in the third automobile, the open convertible with the tremendous picture of Stan signing an autograph for a little boy, which will be placed, of course, near the new stadium in St. Louis. Stan's son, Dick, and his daughter, Jerry. And as the musicals pass around the field with the band in front of them, the crowd, of course, gives them a very heartwarming ovation. Let's take a look now at the starting lineups for this afternoon's final game of the 1963 season. For the Cincinnati Reds, manager Fred Hutchinson will lead off with Pete Rose. He'll be at second base. Tommy Harper will bat second. He'll be in right field. The speed merchant in center field hitting third, Veda Pinson. And a man who's had a struggle this year, but still one of the most feared hitters in the National League. Frank Robinson will be hitting cleanup, and Robinson will be in left field. Hitting fifth, it will be the first baseman, Gordy Coleman. Coleman batting fifth, he's at first base. Product of Ohio State and a fine young catcher, Johnny Edwards will bat sixth, and he'll be working behind the plate. Leo Chico Cardenas. Cardenas will bat seventh. He'll be at shortstop. Hitting eighth, it's Eddie Casco, the third baseman. And out on the mound, warming up down to our right now, down the right field line, it's Jim Maloney. Maloney looking for his 24th victory of the card season. A look at the lineup for the Cardinals as manager Johnny Keane will start off with Kurt Flood out in center field. Dick Grode has had a tremendous season, as you know, will be batting second. He'll be at shortstop. Musial will be hitting third for the final time in his career, and he will be in left field. Ken Boyer is the cleanup batter at third base. Boyer at third, the captain of the Cardinals. Bill White is batting fifth this afternoon. He'll be at first base. White batting fifth at first base. Charlie James will hit sixth. James will be in right field. And Tim McCarver, who has been a great surprise and a pleasant one for Cardinal fans throughout the country. McCarver hits seventh, and McCarver works behind the plate. Batting in the eighth position, it'll be Julian Javier, the second baseman. Javier, fast-feeling young fella, will be hitting eighth, and he'll be down at second. And out on the mound, another flamethrower. It'll be Bob Gibson, who leads the Redbirds in strikeouts this year. He's won 18 ball games and dropped nine. He goes into this game with a record of 3.47. Musial is now near the right field bleachers, approaching the 310-foot foul mark, and goes by Jim Maloney, warming up in the bullpen, and saying hello and goodbye to the fans as they reach out and say goodbye, some trying to shake his hand, others just trying to get close enough to say hello and goodbye. And some of the great baseball fans in the world now, in the right field, bleachers in the right field grandstand area they have a chance to say hello to Stan and hello to his family and take a real good look at that plaque and a real fine look at the picture which of course will be at Bush Stadium when the new stadium opens up sometime in the near future. Band precedes Musil and the other two automobiles the color guard is already at center field the wind is now blowing briskly from left field toward the right field corner and so the stage is more or less set. The uh, final contest of the 1963 season. And looking at last night's scores, we told you earlier, 
it would be a tight race in the National League should Cincinnati win it. Well, the Philadelphia Phillies defeated the Dodgers last night by the score of 12 to 3, which narrows things up considerably as far as the third, fourth, and fifth teams in the National League are concerned, with the Giants now 12 games behind, the Reds 13, and the Phillies are now 13, so should the Giants lose their ball game, and should Cincinnati win this one, it's conceivable that the National League race in the battle for third place would be all tied up. The crowd is settling back in anticipation of this, the final game, as Musial continues his way around the outfield on the track with the three convertibles moving toward the exit down to our left. The Redbirds occupying the third base dugout and of course the Cincinnati Reds occupying the first base dugout. Looking at the team records as far as this season's concerned, Bob Gibson in particular at the individuals, Gibson has a one and three record against the Reds this year. Overall he has had not too much success, winning some six times and losing eight games to Cincinnati and this season he has been in four games starting four times and in some 25 innings he has allowed 15 earned runs. On the other hand Jim Maloney whose record is a very fine 23 victories and seven setbacks. Maloney this year has won one game and dropped none to the Cardinals. His overall lifetime record one victory and one setback and this season against the Cardinals Maloney who continues to warm up in the right field bullpen. Maloney has been in two games. He started both games, and in 16 innings, he has only allowed four earned runs. He's been rough on the Redbirds, and the Redbirds have had trouble with the Cincinnati Ball Club all year long. Stan Musial has now gone to the 400-foot mark in left center field in the convertible as they move toward the bleacher fans in that area, and again to reiterate in the second automobile Lil Musial, Stan's wife with their daughter Janet and Jeannie and in the final car with the plaque it's Jerry the young lady, the 18 year old who was in the Vail Profit Ball here in St. Louis she is with her brother Dick who recently was married and as you know is the proud father of a brand new baby boy and that, too, brings back memories of Stan the Man. First time he came to bat as a grandfather, the first pitch he hit for a home run. And the crowd reacting to that particular blow as we think back on that day, it was an amazing thing to see grown men standing and giving gramps, as the players affectionately called Stan at that time, not only a well-deserved round of applause for the home run, but to see grown men and women in the stands literally crying unashamed with emotion that this man seems to transpose to all who come in contact with him. One of the unusual people that you'll ever meet. And he's having a whale of a time out of the left field line now saying goodbye to some of the truly fine fans in St. Louis history out in that area. So the trip is almost completed for Stan. They'll come down to the box to our left near the third base dugout and walk through. He'll assist his family up to the Bush box and his family of course will have the seat of honor. 30,000 some fans on hand with weather ideal, a bit nippy perhaps, but nonetheless very pleasant here in St. Louis for the final game of the 63 season. 
and reporters and photographers from all over the country, out of the country as well. And as I sit here in the booth with a man who has brought baseball to the Cardinal fans for the past 19 years, I know that there must be so many thoughts in the mind of the voice of the Cardinals, Harry Carey. That's a tremendous sight, isn't it, Jerry? It's uh, never have you seen more genuine adulation on the part of people for a single man, I don't believe, in the history of sports, for that matter. <laughs> Anything else, too. Some 32 or 33,000 people, whatever they've been able to get in here, paying homage to a man who for 22 years has given them the finest in baseball. And now, a great career with this ball game will end. Stan holding up pretty well under it all, visibly shaken with emotion, of course, as who wouldn't be. You know, the portrait that was given to him was the replica of the statue which will be placed in the new stadium down on the waterfront. It shows the boy and Musio. In other words, the boy and the man is the title of it. And that too is being prominently displayed now as the convertibles finally come to rest in front of the Cardinal dugout. And the preliminaries, the occasion that's drawn, that's drawn this big crowd, are just about to be concluded. The ball game itself is almost an anti-climax, with the exception of Musial's turn it back. Oh, if he could hit one out of here, what a re remarkable achievement it will be, and what a thrill, not only for he personally, but for this big crowd. Stan now helps his wife out of the car in which she was, directly behind him, his boy Dick, out of the third automobile. Now the field will be cleared, and the final game of the season will be played. You know, as you look down at Museo, and uh, as memory works, you find yourself thinking of so many thrills that it's almost impossible to isolate any one of them. Just a tremendously rich career, one that everybody in America might be proud of, because this is a piece of Americana that reflects true democracy at work, I believe. This boy, who now is a man, did it all. With the speed of his legs, the power of his arms and hands, and the equability of temperament, which made him universally loved. You know, you go over his record, Harry, and you see the many records that he holds, which we talked about on our pregame show, and I'm sure you talked about with Bing Devine on yours. You could take these records and you could forget them. Just knowing the man as an individual, regardless of his profession, would make anyone much more richer, because this man possesses the qualities that I guess all of us wish that we had. A fellow who has humility, great courage, loyalty, fellow that you cannot say enough about and you always hear that sometimes an individual who everyone says is a great guy can't be that great but the ball players the writers those of us here that are broadcasters we know that this man is truly one of the most remarkable people that I guess you'll ever want to meet and it's been a tremendous thrill for me as I'm sure you feel the same way just to have 
been associated with him. And uh, he's closing out a great career here, and all of us wish, of course, that he go four for four and drive three or four out of the ballpark. So how he has put up with the strain of the past few weeks is, is truly amazing. The players themselves uh, have said so often in the last few weeks how under the normal strain of being around the press any other man would have cracked and then the added burden of coming down the line prior to that Dodgers series with the writers every moment of the time while he was in the ballpark the phone at home ringing constantly no place to rest no place to forget the strain of not only retiring but also being into a possible pennant drive in a World Series and yet you know Harry as you think of that Dodgers series all he did was hit close to 400 and he got a couple of key hits and you truly have to admire him not only as a man for his patience but also as a highly skilled competitor in the closing moments of a tremendous career. Actually he was the one man of the ball club that rose to the challenge of the Dodgers series. He had four out of ten as I recall you remember he hit the home run against Padres that tied up the ball game one to one in the seventh inning of the first game, the vital first game. Then he got the first hit off Koufax. So even nearing the end of the line, he was the one man that could respond to the challenge of a series that was destined to decide the National League country. Stan's name provokes another standing ovation as he now limbers up with his teammates prior to the start of this game. <laughs> There's a gesture, Harry, that will long be remembered. Stan is throwing baseballs into the crowd as he asks for his teammates to throw him some balls so he can respond and toss a few to the fans in the crowd. And now he's loosening up, and uh, what a great career he's had. And as you look down and see Stosh, as he is affectionately known by those who travel with him and who have been privileged to see him throughout some of the great years, you think that here's a young man, Tim McCarver, number 15, warming up with the great veteran. And what a, a tribute it must be, uh, a great thrill for McCarver to be on this ball club and to just had the opportunity to loosen up with him on his final day. I'm sure the kid will never forget it. Fred Hutchinson is out at home plate now, going over the lineup with manager Johnny Keene. And while we get a chance, let's give you the umpire alignment as far as this afternoon's game's concerned. It'll be Al Barlick working the plate. Barlick, the veteran umpire, who conceivably could call it quits here today and retire after a splendid career as an umpire talking to him on the pregame show. He said, I can't tell you if I'm going to retire or not after today, but it's conceivably possible. Working at first base, it'll be Lee Wire. Wire is the taller of the other three umpires. He'll be at first base. Eddie Vargo will handle the duties back of second base. And rounding out the umpire alignment for this game, it'll be Bill Williams to work the plate the other night and did such a fine job. So it's Barlick, Wire, Vargo, and Williams. Before the Redbirds take the field, let's pause for station identification. This is the Cardinals Baseball Network.
KMOX AM FM, St. Louis. Like to see the sights when you travel. Next trip to Chicago, enjoy the wide open view from the relaxing quiet of a Wabash dome liner. Ride the Wabash Bluebird or Banner Blue to the heart of Chicago. Pete Rose very fast. 
top five will be out of play. There's a souvenir. The souvenirs mean something today. Stan Musial's last game. Three balls, two strikes. Never before, I guess, has such homage been paid to a sports star. There goes Rose. Pitch fouled. Nobody can reach it. Another souvenir. And a boy keep following him to the stand. I'd like to see every wonderful fan get one today. Tommy Harper up there, runner at first base. Nobody out. Bob Gibson, not throwing as hard as we've seen him throw. It's cool down there today. There goes the runner. Struck him out. The throw. Double play. From McCarver to Groot, a perfect pass. And Rose was cut down. <laughs> so Harper strikes out and Rose was thrown out. McCarver to Groot. The third batter for Cincinnati, number 28. That's two out and here's Veda Pinson. Hitting 314, 22 homers, 106 runs batted in. Two out and nobody on base. The ball game in the first. A curveball outside. Veda Pinson. One of the outfield stars of baseball. Born and raised with Kurt Flood. Out there in Oakland. Fastball outside. Two balls and no strike. Both the same age. Both were originally signed by the Cincinnati Reds. We're happy that Flood is now a Cardinal. Bob Gibson. Say, I might tell you to pitch the pencil. A bouncing ball. White's got it. Gibson covers. He's out on a nice play. One hit. No runs, no errors. And nobody left. We go to the bottom of the first. No score. Enjoy old world smoothness. New world lightness. Only Bush Bavarian brings you the best of two worlds in one great beer. Enjoy smooth, light Bush Bavarian today. The best of two worlds in one great beer. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey with big news for beer drinkers in the St. Louis area. My favorite beer, Bush Bavarian, is now available in no deposit, no return bottles. Yes, sir, now you can enjoy Bush Bavarian in handy disposable bottles. Perfect for picnics, barbecues, and around the house, too. Enjoy bottled beer pleasure with a convenient disposable feature of cans. Stores near you are now featuring Bush Bavarian in no deposit, no return bottles. Say, and I'll bet you like the bright new foil label. I don't know what the odds would be of, against Musial hitting a home run today, but the wind is blowing right. Strongly towards the pavilion roof. Boy, that's the thing we gotta. I don't know what the odds would be of against Musial hitting a home run today, but the wind is blowing right. Strongly towards the pavilion roof. Boy, that's the thing we gotta pull for today, because this crowd would really be thrilled. Leading off by the Cardinals, number 21. That's Coleman at first, Rose at second, Cardinals at sharp. Third base, Casco, and here's Kirk Flood to lead off. Jim Maloney, the pitcher. <coughs> Flood hitting 303. 
Maloney, a hard-throwing right-hander. Fastball low. Maloney is 123 and lost seven. One ball, no strike. Dick Grode will be next. Foul out of play. Flood was trying to hit that ball in the right field. One ball, one strike. How about those Missouri University football Tigers, huh? What a game and what an upset. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Foul back. Two strikes and a ball. I guess there's only one other group for whom the cup brims over as completely today as it does for Stan Musial and his wonderful family. And that would have to be Coach Dan Devine and his fighting Tigers. Two strikes and a ball. Curveball high. The count is even at two and two. Kurt Flood up there. Maloney's pitch. He struck him out. A fastball. Here's Grove. The second batter for the Cardinals. Needing five points to have a chance at a batting title. A prospect of facing Jim Maloney just about makes it an impossibility. You don't get three out of four or four out of four against this fellow. But you never know, do you? What a year this guy's had. Certainly the, a candidate for most valuable player. Popped up, short right, Rose out, Harper in, and Rose makes the catch. They almost got it out there. Cardinals, number six, left fielder. There's Milcio. Al Barlick has been one of his great admirers as the umpire behind the plate. The breeze is blowing towards right. Strike call. A fastball and a good one. One strike and no ball. Let's see what happens here. Stan's running over and tosses the ball to Warren Giles and gives it to Sid Keener. The first pitch to Musial in his final game will go into the Hall of Fame. Sid Keener has handed the ball by National League President Warren Giles. That's Jim Toomey down there. They want Stan. I think they want Stan to pose for a picture. I don't know going to... Let him hit one out of here first. Can't concentrate on the ball at all. Boy, I'd like to see him hit a homer. Now let's see, they want a, a picture of Warren Giles and Sid Keener giving the ball to Musial. <laughs> Even Hollywood was never like this. <laughs> now hit one up there, Stash, come on, then just circle the bases and go on home. The breeze is blowing just right, too. If we can just get hold of one. Maloney's pitch. High pop foul. He didn't have a very good cut that time. Strike two. Two strikes Ladies and nothing. Ladies and gentlemen, at low in the ball game, the ball was given to Sid Keener to be used as a memento in the Hall of Fame. Two strikes and no ball. The ball I want is the one that might land on the roof here any moment. Strike three is called. 
Musial caught out on strikes. And it's one, two, three, nothing across. At the end of one inning, no score. Smart shoppers know there's one good way to make your dollar go further, and that's to buy at the right time. Well, sir, now's the time to buy a big new 1963 Mercury at the lowest prices of the year. The story is simple. The 64 Mercuries are pouring off the assembly line right now. They'll be here in no time. And that means your Mercury dealer has to clear out his stock but fast. He's not going to sell those cars at a loss, but he's not going to worry about making a big profit on them either. All he wants is a nice clean showroom ready for his new cars. So here's your chance to make the deal of a lifetime on the Mercury of your dreams. Big, powerful Monterey's, happy medium-sized Meteors, thrifty, value-packed Comets, even the Pikes Peak champion, the Mercury Marauder. And if you come in right now, you'll still find a good selection of body styles and colors. Trade-ins, bigger than ever. Financing's no problem at all. So don't delay. Don't miss the boat. See your nearby Mercury dealer now. He's got the hottest deals of the year for you. The fourth batter for Cincinnati, number 20. We're going to the second Frank inning. Robinson. Frank Robinson will lead it off for the Reds, hitting 263, 21 homers, 91 runs batted in. <clears throat> it's hard to say that a man with 91 RBIs has had a bad year, but this fellow's had. He's such a superstar that there's a strikeoff. He's only hit 263 this year. One strike and no balls. Bob Gibson ready. Wild one into the dirt. Tim McCarver, one hands the ball. One ball and one strike. Here's the pitch on the way. There's a fly ball to short left. Musio coming in hard. Grote going out. And Grote makes the catch. Robinson pop to Grote. give you an idea about Robinson. Last year, he hit 342 with 30 overs, 136 runs batted in. Here's Gordon Coleman, the first base. One out and nobody on. Ball game of the second inning. No score. This is the finale in baseball. World Series starts Wednesday. The Dodgers and the Yankees. Gordon Coleman with 14 homers this season. Takes a let-up pitch low for ball two. Two balls and no strike. One out, nobody on. Ball game in the second inning. Now the pitch. A good fastball to Pemise. Two balls and a strike. Some people left their heart in San Francisco. I left my voice in Little Rock. <laughs> Here's a pitch. High pop foul. Over near the stands. Boy, you might have a play. He does. So, Gordon Coleman fouls to Kenny Boyd. Two men are out. Here's Johnny Edwards. Hitting 260. The catcher of the red. 11 homers and 67 runs batted in. Gibson gets set. Into the wind if he goes, the pitch is on the way. He missed a curveball, breaking in on him. One strike and no ball. It's two out. Left hand battle, Eddie. Now the pitch on the way. 
twins and he misses a fastball. Two strikes and no ball. Two men around. There's the wind up on the pitch. And strike three call over the outside corner. Nothing across. We go to the bottom of the second. No score. What happens when you're up at bat, dug in at the plate, and the pitcher brushes you back with a high, tight one? Do you dig right back in, or do you back off and play it safe? It's a tough spot to be in, one that separates the men from the boys. In smoking, the cigarette that separates the men from the boys is Lucky Strike. Smoking is a pleasure meant for adults. And Lucky Strike is blended for adult tastes. LSMFT, Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. And rich, full-body taste. If you're an adult smoker, get with it. Smoke Lucky Strike. Lucky separate the men from the boys, but not from the girls. Greatest thing that you can buy, L-M-F-T is why. Lucky separate the men from the boys, but not from the girls. Mr. of the second Kenny Boyer will lead it off. Last year Boyer hit 24 homers, drove in 98 runs, batted 291. This year he's hit 24 homers, but driven in 111 runs and hit 282. The year before he hit 24 homers. How consistent can he get? He had a much higher batting average two years ago at 329. Boyer coming up. Nobody on, nobody out. Jim Maloney. Hard-throwing right-hander, just 23 years old. He's won 23 and lost 7 for a team that's been in the second division most of the year. Pitch to Boyer. He fouled it back for a strike. a boy, another souvenir. They'll have to hit about 33,000 into the stands to satisfy the fans today. One strike, no ball. Jim Maloney in the wind up the pitch. Curving in the dirt, and that evens it up. A ball and a strike. Hope you're enjoying the game, wherever you are. New Seals, final game. The outfield bunches Boyer towards center and deep. Pump foul back. There's a souvenir for somebody in the press box. Is this for you, Eddie? Autographing an Andy Frayne hat. Yeah. Some of us for Eddie Michigan. It's for Bob King. Huh? There's the pitch. Boy, your foul tipped it back. Two strikes and a ball. Boy, I've autographed a few things in my time, but first time I can recall it. An usher's cap. Charlie Jones, a field announcer, hearing the booze because now he's gonna hand it to somebody. He just tossed it into a fan. They booed Charlie because he recovered the foul ball. They thought he was gonna keep it, but he tossed it into the stand. Two balls, two strikes. Here's a pitch. How back? 
Governor Dalton talking to him. Mr. Bush's wife, Trudy, down there. I bet he enjoys that more than talking to those legislators up in Jefferson City. Two balls, two strikes. Found it back, another souvenir. Back out onto the field. Two balls, two strikes. Bobby Baker, the butt boy, recovers it. Put it in your pocket, Bob. Al Borlick looks it over. Puts it in his own pocket. <laughs> Kenny Boyer up there hitting 282. Now the pitch on the way. He stuck him out. Boyer goes down swinging. Three strikeouts for Maloney. I tell you boys, when you talk about a high hard one, you're talking about Maloney. A great fastball. So with one away, here's Bill White, hitting 303, 27 home runs and 109 runs batted in. Left-hand hitter, Maloney's pitch. Fastball in there, a strike. Maloney comes directly overhanded with a good live, high-riding fastball. The wind-up, the pitch on the way. That evens it up with a ball and a strike. Well, it's been an exciting year, hasn't it? Too bad we couldn't have won it all, but the boys certainly made a race out of it. White held up in time, and the curveball went low into the dirt. Two balls and a strike, one out. Bottom half of the second inning, it's a cool day. Just about time to turn the stage over to football. Two balls and a strike, the pitch on the way. He swings late at a fastball. <coughs> so that evens it up at two and two. Out of the four men who will face Maloney, three of them are fans. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch to Bill White. He, he was... Completely fooled on a changed-up, but fouled it off. Two balls, two strikes. Ford Frick, Warren Giles, Joe Cronin. Mayor Ray Tucker, Governor Dalton, Sid Keener, Alois Kaufman. Mrs. Bush all sitting down in a cargo box. Here's the pitch. Fouled it back. Two balls, two strikes. We're in the bottom half of the second inning. You know, they ought to change the rules of baseball today and let Musial come up, come up every inning. 254 strikeouts this year for Maloney. He's got three more. That makes it 257. High fastball outside ball three. Three balls, two strikes, one out, nobody on. Nothing, nothing. Everybody waiting for Stan to come up again. 3-2 pitch. He fouled it back. He had to cut it a fastball that time, but didn't connect. Well, I tell you, when you see a fellow like Maloney fire, you can appreciate the reflex of the major league hitter. To be able to swing a 34 or 35-ounce bat in time to hit a ball traveling that fast is something. 
fouled back. Souvenir for somebody. Nice catch. Tito Patty, our electrician here, made the catch. Hey, maybe I'll get one with a nut today. Get ready here. Three balls, two strikes. He fouled it. Boy, he's having some cuts. White is really cutting loose. White's a fastball hitter. Maloney's a fastball pitcher. And the count is three and two. One man out. There's the windup now, the pitch on the way. Swung around late, fouled it. Casco chasing it, no play. Hey, booted the souvenir, somebody else is gonna get it. Boy, I am sure grateful that they uh, publicize the news about people running on the field, how they're gonna be prosecuted, because I imagine today <laughs> we'd have really had a circus out here. 3-2 pitch. Broken bat, pop fly. Casco's there, makes the catch. White again, getting around late, foul to Casco. That's two out. Five men in a row, retired by Maloney. Here's Charlie James, hitting 272. Ten homers and 43 runs batted in. A two men out on the bottom of the second. Number 23, right fielder, Charlie James. Charlie James up there. Maloney's pitch. He started a swing and he held up for ball one outside. One ball and no strikes, two men out, nobody on base. Bottom of the second, no score. Stan Musial's farewell game. One ball, no strike. Now the wind up on the pitch. Pop foul back. Almost into the press box. Then out again, down to the lower deck. They're scrambling for it. One ball, one strike. Charlie James up there. Boy, that wind blowing perfectly for a left-handed batter. Swung in a fastball and fouled it back. The photographer's all over the plate. All over the roof, the field, the dugouts. They're not photographers, they're cameras. Two strikes and a ball. World Series atmosphere here today. Curveball inside. Two balls, two strikes on Charlie James. Two men are out, nobody on base. Cardinals haven't had a base runner yet. Maloney winds and here's the pitch. He struck him out, a beauty, a curveball. There's four strikeouts and two innings for Maloney. And this kid might just be the best pitcher in baseball these days. The right-handed complement of a left-handed Copac. So nothing across, and at the end of two, no score. One of the greatest baseball records of all time was 14 years in the making. It began back in 1925 when a 21-year-old slugger broke into the New York lineup. The youngster hit a ton, and since the job, like no other baseball job has ever been cinched. Because for the next 14 seasons, this baseball Hall of Famer didn't miss a single game. It was Lou Gehrig, of course, the immortal iron horse of baseball, who played 2,130 consecutive games. A great performance like that really separates the men from the boys. And you know there's a cigarette that separates the men from the boys, too. 
Lucky Strike. Smoking is a pleasure meant for adults. And Lucky Strike's fine tobaccos are blended for adult tastes. So if you're an adult smoker, get all the taste you can ask for. Ask for Lucky Strike. KMSAMFM, St. Louis. Camerside, the safe bug killer, kills all flying and crawling insects instantly. Safe around children, pets, and food. Get Camerside, the safe bug killer. This is Harry Carey with Jerry Gross and Roy May here at beautiful Bush Stadium. Cardenas, the hitter, can't even up at the ball on a strike. Hitting 233, here's the pitch. He had a cut and he missed it. Cardenas with seven homers, 40 RBI. We're in the third, there's only been one hit in the ball game, a single by Rose to start off. A bouncing ball to deep shot, Groot backhands a long throw. They get him. Groot throws out Cardenas, one away. That'll bring up Eddie Casco, the third baseman, hitting 247. The eighth batter for Cincinnati, number 10. Former Cardinal, Eddie Casco. Casco swings at the first pitch and pops up. Boyer getting under it. The wind carries it near the mound. Drops it. And Casco lines up at second base. You can see he was having trouble on that ball. The wind grabbed it. An air on Boyer. And brings up the pitcher, Jim Maloney. It was a pretty good hitting pitcher, by the way. A wind-blown air for Kenny Boyer. On a pop fly. So, a man's in scoring position. Maloney up there. Shooting for his 24th carry to see. Pitcher Jim Maloney. Considering that Cincinnati has been in the second division practically all year and may yet finish there, that's some accomplishment. Maloney hits a high pop ball. Boyer chasing it. Can't read through. Nice try, but he couldn't quite reach it. He banged into the tarp cylinder down there. One strike and a ball. A runner at second base, one out. Ball game in the third. No scores yet. Fastball pops away from a carver, but the runner can't advance. Jim Maloney bats left-handed. Switch hitter, in fact. Pretty good hitter. Lead off second base by Eddie Casco. Cardinals started the inning by bouncing out. A stretch pitch on the way. A ground ball to boy. Holds the runner at second. Throws to first in time. That'll bring up Pete Rose with a runner in scoring position in two up. The football Cardinals lead the Steelers 10 to 6 at the end of three periods. Baltimore and Green Bay no score at the end of one. 
The Bears over the Lions, 35 to nothing at the half. Cleveland, 13. The Rams, 3 at the end of three period. Hits to Rose, slash foul. Dallas and Washington tied 7-7 at the half. The Giants lead the Eagles 30 to 7 at the end of three period. That's some football scores up to up to the minute that you might be interested in. In baseball, Minnesota and New York rained out. Cleveland and Kansas City later. Washington five, White Sox two in the fifth. Detroit leads Baltimore six to two in the bottom of the sixth. Rose swings, a little looping, pop foul, outside third. Los Angeles and Boston rained out of the final game of the season. Philadelphia, Los Angeles, they're just starting. New York and Houston later. Milwaukee leads the Cubs one to nothing in the bottom of the second. Pittsburgh and San Francisco later. There's still a battle for third, for first division money from second place down. The Giants at the moment are third, one game ahead of Cincinnati and Philadelphia who are tied. So that could end up in a three-way tie. Here's a pitch to Rhodes. High pop foul out of play, another souvenir. Sure seems to be more of them today. And it couldn't be happier for the fans. Because this would be a great memento. There's a pitch to Rose. The wind might carry that ball deep. James is back near the fence and he makes the catch. Rose flies deep to James. So it is no hits, no runs. One air, one left. We're going to the bottom of the third. No score. If you've been dreaming of driving a great new car, now's the time to make your dreams come true. Your nearby Mercury dealer is right in the middle of his big once a year clean them all out final clearance sale. And believe you me, you'll save as you never saved before. What's your heart's desire? A value-packed compact like the Comet, or a big, handsome luxury car like the Mercury Monterey? Well, sir, whatever car you want, whether you prefer a station wagon, sedan, or sports model, now's the time to make your move. Those new 64 Mercuries are on the way. They'll be here any day, and your Mercury dealer has to make room for them. So while the 63s last, no reasonable offer will be refused. You'll get a higher trade-in allowance on your old car. You'll get fast, friendly financing. You'll get immediate delivery on a great new car. And if you want to save still more, there's a great selection of nearly new salesman's cars and demonstrators, too, all at tremendous savings, all with a new car guarantee. See your Mercury dealer right now. We're going to the bottom of the third inning, no score in the ballgame. Timmy McCarver, who certainly has done a, an outstanding job for the Cardinals. Many think if Timmy had been catching from the beginning of the season, he perhaps would have won the pennant. But now, at age 21, established as a regular catcher, something to really look forward to in 1964, because with this year's experience under his belt, he's bound to be even better. The seventh batter for the Cardinals, number 15, catcher Tim McCarthy. <laughs> Our good friend Jack Pickens, who helped us out considerably, with his plane yesterday, and who's a rabid Cardinal fan, but also University of Arkansas Razorback fan. McCarver fouls it back. And uh, with so many people from the from the state of Missouri down there for the game last night, and Jack having a million of friends in this state, 
He was probably the most chagrined man in Little Rock. One strike, no ball, the pitch. High. They really thought the Razorbacks were going to run the Tigers off the field. And Jack just phoned to say that they've just changed the Razorback to a Tiger. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Third ball outside. Now, Arkansas team's a great one. But they were outfought last night. Two balls and a strike. McCarver waiting. He had a cut, but he missed. Two balls, two strikes. Nobody on and nobody out, McCarver the batter. Strong wind blowing. Out towards right field. Here's Maloney getting ready. Signal given. Final game of the season. Now the wind of the pitch. I tell you, with it raining in New York, and 115 degrees in Los Angeles. That ought to be a dandy world, sir. <laughs> two balls, two strikes. Foul tip into the stand. Two balls, two strikes. Jesse Bush has just joined his wife, Trudy, down in the Cardinal box just to the right of the dugout along with Warren Giles and Fort Frick. 2-2 pitch. He struck him out. Boy, this Maloney is something else. That's his fifth strikeout. The 259th of the year. The eighth batter for the Cardinals, number 25. Second baseman, Julian Javier. Here's Javier. Only probably thinking, why didn't they give me this day off and let me go on down to San Santo Domingo rather than face this guy, Maloney. Boy, he is rugged on the right-handed batters and just as tough on the left-hand hitters. Here's the pitch on the way down. He swings and he misses. One strike and a ball. One strike, no ball. One out. Fireballing Jim Maloney out there. You know, he played shortstop for the Legion team that Dick Ellsworth pitched for. Side oh, that's a dirty trick, Jim, on the last game of the season. To cross-fire a man like that. <laughs> Hooley was bailing out, and the pitch was inside. One ball, one strike. By cross-fire, he steps over towards third base and then crosses his arm over. A 1-1 one -one pitch. That's a beauty. A shot-breaking curve. This guy's got everything. Fastball, curveball, and a change. Javier hitting 264. Nine homers, 46 RBI. There's a pitch and he struck him out. Javier goes down swinging. Strikeout number six in three innings. Maloney hasn't allowed a base runner. For the Cardinals, number 45, pitcher Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, a good hitting pitcher. There's a curveball low. One ball, no strikes. Two out, nobody on. Ball game in the third. No score. Musial will come up next inning. Now the wind up on the pitch. A fastball outside. 
ball two, and I believe it's the only time that Maloney's been behind a hitter. The New York football giants beat the Eagles 37 to 14. Here's the pitch. He swings and misses. A fastball. Two balls and a strike. Two men are out. Now the delivery. Here it is. Outside. Ball three. And it's three and one. Jim Maloney. Tall, rangy. With a loose, agile arm. A 3-1 pitch, and here it is. He swings and misses strike two. A full count of three and two. Maloney's lost seven. He's 123. And time is called. As Maloney's about to pitch, Chico Cardenas, the shortstop, started to chase a paper napkin. And Chico was running after that napkin as if he thought a hot dog with mustard was in it. Maloney picked up the paper. Three balls, two strikes. Here's the pitch. Looped foul outside first base. You notice he didn't have much of a cut at it. Nobody's getting much of a swing. Well, I tell you, Gibson is considered fast, but Maloney is just something else. The usher tosses that foul ball towards the screen. 3-2 pitch. He walked him, so Gibson becomes the first base runner. Here's Flood with a runner at first and two out. The Phillies didn't score in the first in Los Angeles. Boy, it was 118 on the field yesterday. Didn't bother that University of Oklahoma football team any though. Now the pitch. Curveball outside. One ball and no strikes. The Big Eight certainly did itself proud yesterday. Oklahoma beat the nation's number one team, the Trojans. One ball, no strikes. Pitch is low. The Tigers beat the Southwest number one team, Arkansas. Kansas beat the East number one team, Syracuse. Nebraska beat one of the powers of the Big Ten, Minnesota. Two balls, no strikes. There's a beauty. A good fastball. Two balls in the strike. Maloney throwing aspirin tablet. Now the stretch. The pitch. A bouncing ball to third. Casco's got it over to first. In time. Musi will be the second hitter up in the fourth. So the inning is over with no hits, no runs. No errors and one left. At the end of three innings, there's no score in the ballgame. The fans were at the end of another great baseball season, of course, the end of another great summer. I don't know how many more chances you'll have to get outdoors for barbecues or picnics before the cold weather hits. But I know that you already are aware of what goes best with barbecues and outdoor fun or indoor fun. Yes, sir, premium brewed Bush Pavilion beer. And the reason's very clear. Only Bush Bavarian gives you smoothness and lightness. Yes, sir. Only Bush Bavarian is brewed with all the old-world smoothness of Bavaria's fine beers. The smooth refreshment you want in a beer. And you get a light and lively taste that goes perfectly with fun and entertainment. Because Bush Bavarian is brewed with new-world lightness right here in America to modern America's taste. 
cops, I'll pick up a case and invite the neighbors in. Enjoy the brisk fall weather with the beer that gives you both old world smoothness and new world lightness, Bush Bavarian beer. We go to the top of the fourth. Tommy Harper leads it off. You know, all the fans attending today's game were given a full-color print of a photograph of Stan Musial. Harper swings and misses a curve. The lovely wives of the baseball personnel who make up the pinch hitters handed them out today. Additional copies of this print are available, by the way, by sending 75 cents in coin to cover the cost of mailing and handling to the St. Louis Cardinals Bush Stadium, St. Louis 7, Missouri. So if you want a copy of this full-color print, photograph of Stan Musial, send 75 cents in coin to the St. Louis Cardinals Bush Stadium, St. Louis 7. Harper is caught out on strikes. Bob Gibson rolling along himself. He's allowed only one hit and that's to the leadoff man. Here's Beta Pinson. One out and nobody on. The ball game on the fourth. No score. Final game of the year. Oh, where, oh, where has this year gone? Here's the pitch. A high pop foul. They're chasing it. Musial coming over. Can he reach it? Nope. In the stand. One strike and over. Stan will be the second hitter up in the fourth. Maybe he'll zero in on one of them. Maloney's fastball. Give this crowd that one final thrill to remember him by. One strike and over. He started a swing, tried to stop. The pitch was in there. Strike two. Two strikes and nothing. Gibson now throwing harder than he did in the first inning. Two strikes, no balls. The pitch. Strike three call. The beauty of curveball. That for Gibson is his fourth strikeout. The way this game is going, we might have one of those 18-inning one-to-nothing affairs. The Dodgers have taken a one-to-nothing lead at the end of one. Well, about 10 days ago, that was an important thing to relay to you. The pinch to Robinson. Low, but now it's only important to the Cincinnati Red players as well as the Giants, whose game will be starting shortly. A let-up is outside ball two to Frank Robinson, who popped out his first time up. Beautiful day. You can tell the weatherman is a Musial fan, too. Two balls, no strikes. A beauty, a curveball. Frank Robinson. Chokes up on the bat about an inch from the end, which is unusual for a slugger. He hits a high curve foul now into the stand. Onto the roof. Bounces out onto Spring Avenue, I believe. Those photographers chase those foul balls as if they're on the ground. Two balls, two strikes. Gibson ready. The pitch to Robinson. Fastball low and away, ball three. Bob Gibson, the Cardinals leading pitcher for the season with 18 victories, trying for number 19.
A full count on Frank Robbins. Two men are out. The windup by Gibson, the pitch. Nuffy stops now, calls time. Looks for another sign. Full count of three and two. Now the pitch. Strike! Got him. A curveball. And Gibson struck out the side. And so it is. Duel between Gibson and Maloney continues, and we go to the bottom of the fourth. Cincinnati nothing, St. Louis Settle back. Enjoy the best of two worlds in one great beer. Bush Bavarian. With all the old world smoothness of Bavaria's fine beers. And as refreshing as Bavaria itself. Brewed here in America. Brewed light and lively. Fits perfectly with America's own relaxed way of living. Only Bush Bavarian brings you the best of two worlds in one great beer. Enjoy new world lightness. Old world smoothness. The best of two worlds in one great beer, Bush Bavarian. In the fourth, Dick Grote leads it off. Stan Musil will be next. Maloney hasn't allowed a hit. We're in the bottom of the fourth. The Cleveland Browns beat the Los Angeles Rams 20 to 7. 20 to 6, make it. Here's the pitch to Grote. He takes a fastball in there, a strike is called. Boy, this Maloney really fires that pelota. One strike and over. Now the signal given. Here's the pitch. And it's a high fastball that evens it up. One ball, one strike. Grove popped up his first time. The delivery by Maloney. Just barely missed outside. And the count, two balls and a strike. Nobody on, nobody out. Bottom of the fourth, no score. Hope you're enjoying the ball game wherever you are. Two balls and a strike. The pitch is on the way. A high pop foul back and out of play. And it's even up at two and two. Gibson has fanned five and four innings. Maloney has struck out six and three. With Grote leading off the fourth. Two balls, two strikes. Now the wind. Jim Maloney gets set. Here's the pitch on the way. Swung on, a fly ball in the left center. Frank Robinson going over, makes the catch. The wind held that ball up. Groot fly to Robinson. Here's Musial now. Oh, hit one on the rope, Stash. And then just circle the bases and... And the most illustrious career in baseball history. Low and outside. Boy, this Maloney's not letting up any, I'll tell you. One ball, no strikes. One man out, nobody on base. Here's the pitch on the way. Slow curve is a beauty. Oh, he really changed up. 
And the count is even up and a ball on a strike. One out, ball game in the fourth. Maloney getting ready, the pitch is on the way. A ground ball up the middle, Rose to his right, a big hit! Lucio gets the first hit of the ball game. A single to center. And the crowd gives him a standing ovation again. Well, there's the hit. They went for baseball again. That might be the final hit. They don't know. They want to be protected for any eventuality. They hand the ball to Stan. He gives it to Coach Joe Schultz. Well, if anybody ever thought for a moment that there isn't emotion in baseball, they certainly have learned differently. Here's Boyer, and he taps it foul, and the ball bounces back and hits him on the side of the head and rolls back. Musial returns to first base. So it'll be no no-hitter pitch by Maloney. Stan Musial got the first hit. A single to center. One out. Ball game in the fourth. Kenny Boyer up there. Crowd. Hungry for a rally. He had a cut, but he missed. Two strikes or nothing. We're in the bottom of the fourth, no score. Museo. Playing it safe at first base, but one away. Now Maloney's pitch. High and inside. Two strikes and a ball. One gone. Fourth inning. In behalf of our sponsors, Subway. Now Maloney's pitch. High and inside. Two strikes and a ball. One gone. Fourth inning. behalf of our sponsors we certainly hope you're enjoying the broadcast here's a pitch low and outside and Amons are up at two and two Mule seal the runner at first one out now the signal given toss the first the runner back <laughs> Guy gets a kick on him. Maloney thinking Musial might steal. There's a pitch. Bounces away. Wild pitch is going to go to second. Musial is the first man in this ballgame for the Cardinals to reach base. To reach second base. One man for the Reds got to second base on an air. It's a wild pitch. Boy, you're up there now with a count of three and two. signal given. Three balls, two strikes. The pitch to Boyer. He struck him out. The ball gets away from the catcher. There goes Boyer to first base. A throw. He's out on a close play. Edwards, first bluff. Musial makes sure he held second. And then threw to first in time to get Boyer. As the third strike had gotten away, but he threw him out. That's strikeout number seven for Maloney. 
So Boyer strikes out, but has to be thrown out. So here's Bill White who fouled out his first time. The pitch. High almost got away from Johnny Edwards. Maroney's in the sunshine. The plate is gulped in the shadow of the stands. As hard as Maloney throws, it might be a little bit tough to follow. Swung at a curve and miss. That evens it up with a ball and a strike. Two men are out. Fourth inning, no score. A memorable day in St. Louis. Now the glance at second, the pitch on the way. High. Stan Sam Dick, who's a lieutenant. Now at Fort Riley. Saw his dad play an exhibition game earlier this year in Kansas City. He's near to the Fort Riley. Here's a pitch, low and inside. But actually, I guess it's seeing him for the first time in the National League game this season. Three balls and a strike on Bill White. The outfield straight away and deep. The 3-1 pitch. Here it is. Ball four, he walked him. Here's James now. Let's pause for station identification. This is the Cardinals Baseball Network. KMOX, AMFM, St. Louis. Best way to ship chemicals in the heart of America is Wabash Cannonball Freight Service. This is Harry Carey with Jerry Gross and Roy May here at Bush Stadium. Charlie James with runners at first and second. Misses the first pitch for a strike. One strike and no ball. Runners at first and second. Jim Maloney into the stretch. A bouncing ball to sharp. The inning ought to be over. Cardenas to second base. Force play. So James forced right White. Down. One hit, no runs, no errors, and two left. At the end of the four, there's no score. There's no time to lose, no time at all. Right now, today, your nearby Mercury dealer is slashing prices on every last 63 Mercury in the house to the lowest prices of the year. Think of it, a big, powerful Mercury Marauder, winner of the Pikes Peak Climb, an action-packed Mercury Meteor, a value-packed Mercury Comet, all now in all popular styles and colors at the lowest prices ever. You see, your Mercury dealer has a problem. Those new 64s are on the way. He has to make room for them now. And there's just one way to do it, by offering you, the customer, the best buys ever. That means that you'll get a higher trade-in allowance than ever. It means you'll get the fast, friendly, low-cost financing you want. It means you can just about write your own deal, because he can't afford to turn down any offer that's at all reasonable. Yes, you played the waiting game and won. But now's the time to come in and take your savings. Remember. These 63 Mercuries won't last long at these final clearance prices, so hurry. See your nearby Mercury dealer now. Coleman to lead it off in the fifth. First pitch, a high fly ball to right center that ought to be caught. That's Charlie James. And he makes the play. Wow. One out, and here's Johnny Edwards, left-handed batter. Ball game in the fifth. No score as yet. Musial's had the only hit for the Cardinals, a single of center with one out in the fourth. Here's the pitch to Johnny Edwards, and it's a curveball low. 
One ball, no strikes. We're in the fifth. Now the pitch on the way. A ground ball, White to his right. Javier feels it, Gibson covers a nice play. White couldn't reach the ball, but Javier did. Bob Gibson was alert and covered, and it's an easy out. Two men up, two men down, and here's Chico Cardenas. Right-handed batter. A ball game in the fifth. Pittsburgh and the Giants, nothing, nothing at the end of one. The Reds are watching that one closely. They got a chance to finish in a third place tie. Cardenas takes a slider over the outside corner. Started a swing. Didn't, thought it was outside, it wasn't. One strike, no ball. The pitch missed. Boy, he had a cut that time. Two strikes and no ball. Two out and nobody on, fifth inning. Delightful day in St. Louis with a cool breeze blowing. Bob Gibson getting ready. Just barely missed outside. Two strikes and a ball. Two out. Fifth inning. Chico Cardenas digging in. He got him swinging. And that's a sixth strikeout now for Gibson. And it's nothing across in the fifth. And we go into the bottom half of the fifth inning. No score in the ballgame. There are lots of relief pitchers in baseball, but only a select few deserve the nickname Fireman. That's the reliever who can come in on the heat of a game and really snuff out a rally. It's a special job, a job that separates the men from the boys. And in smoking, the cigarette that separates the men from the boys is Lucky Strike. You know, smoking is a pleasure meant for adults. And Lucky Strike's fine tobaccos are blended for adult tastes. If you're an adult smoker, remember, LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So get all the rich, full-bodied taste you could ask for. Ask for Lucky Strike. Lucky separate the men from the boys, but not from the girls. Greatest taste that you can buy, LMMFP is why. Lucky separate the men from the boys, but not from the girls. The Cardinals and the Reds are nothing-nothing. Tim McCarver will lead it off. He fanned his first time up. Maloney has fanned seven men in four innings. Gibson has struck out six and five. We're in the last of the fifth. Here's McCarver leading it off. Here's the pitch. There's a high pop fly. In the short center, Rose backing up. Under the ball. He's got it. So McCarver popped to Rose. One out. Maloney is shooting for his 24th victory of the year. Gibson's trying for number 19. A real duel for a capacity crowd on this memorable day, September the 29th. Stan Musial's farewell as a player. The pitch to Javier. Swung late and foul back. Into the lower deck, strike one. One strike to Noble. One out and nobody on base. 
The Cardinals, who of course have already clinched second place, but the Reds fighting for a first division berth. At the moment, they're tied for fourth, one game out of third. Now the pitch. High pop fly, the short right field. That might be trouble. Everybody chasing it. Harper on the run makes the catch. Lost his cap and caught the ball. Javier popped out to Harper. We made a good running catch on the right field line. There's Bob Gibson. Gibson, the leading hitter among Cardinal pitchers, batting 212. And he has had three home runs. 20 runs batted in. One ball and no strike as the fastball was high. Gibson who makes his home in Omaha. The delivery. High pop ball coming back. Edwards, no play. On the screen, but not close enough to us. Gee, I wish I didn't went up this way today. I feel lucky. One ball, one strike. Two men are out. Bob Gibson up there. And Maloney gets set. The pitch is on the way. A beauty, a curveball, strike two call. And this fella really snaps one off. Directly overhanded. Two strikes and a ball to pitch on the way. Curveball had Gibson really bailing out of there, but it was inside. Two balls, two strikes. Two men out. We're in the fifth. Low one outside, ball three. Three and two. Not a girl, Emma. Full count of Bob Gibson, who became the Cardinals' first base runner in the third when he walked. 3-2 pitch. He struck him out. Swinging hard. Strikeout number eight. For Maloney. Nothing across. At the end of five. No score. <laughs> Smoking is a pleasure meant for adults. And Lucky Strike's fine tobaccos are blended for adult taste. If you're an adult smoker, remember, LSMFT. Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. So you get all the rich, full-bodied taste you could ask for. Ask for Lucky Strike. Lucky for the football fans. The football Cardinals were beaten at Pittsburgh 23 to 10 by the Steelers today. But you can't win them all. They, out of the first three games on the road, the Cardinals have won two and lost one now. So here's Casco to lead it off. We're in the sixth. And there's a good fastball in the first strike call. One strike and a ball. Casco swings a ground ball down the Grote. He'll throw him out. One gone as Dick Grote throws out Eddie Casco. 
beautiful day in St. Louis. Where does Maloney and Gibson are pitching? You wonder how anybody's going to score. And in this game, you can't even kick a field goal. <laughs> One out, nobody on. Maloney, left-handed batter against Gibson. He takes a fastball, strike off. One strike and no ball. One out and nobody on. Sixth inning, no score. Really rolling along. There's a beauty at the knees, strike two. Two strikes and nothing. Here's the pitch, outside. Warren Spahn is pitching that game today at Milwaukee against the Cubs. Henry Aaron gave him a lead in the first inning with a home run. Two strikes and a ball. There's a drive, deep center, flood back, he's there. Makes the catch. Maloney hit that ball sharply. So two men up, two men down. Boy, I tell you, if it hadn't been for the air on the top fly in the third, Gibson would be pitching tantamount to a perfect game. Rose, the leadoff man, single, but was retired in a strikeout double play. And the only other man to reach base was Casco, and Boyer dropped his windblown pop fly for an error in the third. So each team has had one hit. Here's a pitch to Rose. He had a home run cut. One out of two. Rookie of the year, Pete Rose. Started a swing held up. Count is even up at a ball and a strike. They're in the sixth. Two out. Nobody on base. No score. Gibson delivers. Swung on. A high pop fly. Into left field. A night drop. Musial chasing it. It's a foul ball. Just to the foul side of the line. in the ball. Two out. Rose up there. Here's a pitch outside. Aaron's 44th home run of the year has given Spahn a one to nothing lead at the end of two in Milwaukee over the Cubs. Rolling outside. McCovey's got 44, so Aaron has tied him. The home run championship is at stake. It looks like Tommy Davis has won the batting title. 3-2 pitch to Rose. Swung on. Bouncing ball up the middle, but Javier cuts in on it. Has it. Throws him out on a close play. 1-2-3 and out again. Nothing across. We're going to the bottom half of the sixth. No score. He who waits is lost, so don't delay another day. Right now, your nearby Mercury dealer is trading high, wide, and handsome on all his remaining 63 Mercuries. He has to because the 64s are on the way. They'll be here soon, and he must make room. He must move every last brand-new Monterey, Meteor, and Comet. He's slashing prices on his showroom cars, his demonstrators, salesman's cars, too. And because everything must go, you have a wide variety to choose from if you move right now. 
So whether you've got your eye on a sedan, station wagon, convertible, or sports model, see your Mercury dealer right now. Chances are he's got just the car you want. And needless to say, they've never been priced lower. So bring in your old car for the highest trade-in offer you've ever heard. Get yourself the deal of a lifetime on any brand new Mercury in stock. But, and we can't repeat this too often, you must act now because he's really moving cars. See your Mercury dealer today about a 63 Mercury and save as you've never saved before. Bottom half of the sixth, no score. It'll be Flood, Grote, and Musial coming up this inning. And I would imagine this perhaps might be the last time that Stan Musial will bat. Here's the pitch. Fastball low. I'm sure the manager, Johnny Keene, will want to give this crowd the final opportunity. Bit of a fond adieu as a player. One ball, no strike. Flood takes it for a strike off. So we might be seeing in this inning the greatest career of all in. One ball, one strike. There's a fly ball deep to right. That ball makes it out of here. It could be. It is off the screen. Flood racing for second. Watch the play. State. That's Kurt Flood's 199th hit this season. Dick Grove has 201. Flood has 199. White has 198. There's a chance to score. A leadoff double by Flood. Cardinals won the first game this season at New York, 7-0. Now this is the final game, I will declare. Grove lines a foul. They scatter in the right field corner. That's the Cincinnati bullpen down there. A great pitching performance. To remember this season by, and to remember, even more importantly, this day by. Groves going to bunt, but he bunts foul. Two strikes and nothing. He's trying to get one over to third base. So two strikes, no ball. Runner at second base, the ball game in the sixth. Jim Maloney gets ready. The pitch on the way. He struck him out. Strikeout number nine. Here's Musial. Listen to the crowd again. A base hit would give the Cardinals the lead. Oh, what a cut he had, and he fouled it back. Hey, he really had a swing at that one. Musial now has had 3,629 hits during his fabulous career. A stretch by Maloney. Low curve. Take a good look, fans. Take a good look. This might be the last time at bat in the major leagues. Remember the stance and the swing. 
unlikely to see his likes again. Last ball low and away. Two balls in a strike. Stan got the first hit off Maloney. A single to center. The only other hit was a leadoff double by Flood in the center. Two balls and a strike. The Phillies are losing one to nothing in the fourth from Los Angeles. The pitch to Musial. A hot shot on the ground in the right field. A right hand. Unfortunately, the remainder of the game is missing. The original recording was stopped with the Cardinals up 2-0 after Musial was pulled from the game for a pinch runner. The ending of the game did prove to be dramatic, however. The Reds tied the game in the top of the ninth against Bob Gibson after three consecutive hits by Gordy Coleman, Don Pavlovich, and Leo Cardenas. The Cardinals loaded the bases in the bottom of the ninth but failed to score. The game remained tied until the bottom of the 14th, when the Cardinals' Jerry Buczek and Kurt Flood singled, and then Dale Maxville doubled to end the game. 